The Sharkman podcast is a nine-part series produced by the Brotherhood of the Shark. The following podcast contains magical thinking and silly language. Listener discretion is advised. Dear listener, while the events in our story thus far have been completely believable, verging on totally normal, some of the things that are about to happen may feel, at best, implausible. But I assure you, this story will not be going off the rails just yet. We last left off with Dewey being thrown into the sea from a blast of pink magic shark energy. That was mid-afternoon on Thursday. We pick back up just after sundown at Dewey's childhood home, where Donna, the fabulously selfless and majestic human woman who spent the prime of her life raising Dewey by herself, is making dinner for a pair of truly distasteful house guests. Marcy and her equally lame husband, Brian. The two blotchy sea pigs had invited themselves over, looking for Dewey's award money. Marcy and Brian had spent the majority of the day waiting for Dewey at the Moon Condo offices, only to feel stood up and ditched. And now they couldn't leave Donna's house due to the mysterious storm raging outside. While Donna made dinner in the kitchen, Marcy watched the nightly news, and Brian was enjoying a fresh jar of Soul Good Jelly, his new favorite food. <laughs> I just love that train footage. In lighter news, amateur astronomers are gearing up for the arrival of Comet Jones, an apocalyptic-sized rock which will pass dangerously close to our planet. So close, it will appear bigger than the moon. Good thing it's not going to hit us, because if it did, it'd be lights out Earth. I mean total kablooey! <laughs> not a thing left but the moon, I guess. Next up, does linoleum cause autism? Well, this tweet seems to think so. Oh, wait, what's this? We've just received word of a disturbance downtown. We're going live to a reporter in the field, Terry Barry. This is Terry Barry coming to you live from downtown Grimace in its chaos downtown, Mark. Fire hydrants are exploding. Ten-foot-tall shark-shaped waves are rushing through the streets. There are even reports of sharks raining from the sky. Let's talk to this famous Instagram. Turn off the TV! Startled, the two freeloaders turned to see Dewey standing in the doorway. He was soaking wet. Water ran down his drenched clothing and pooled on the laminate floor. His hair seemed to be longer than they remembered, and maybe even curlier? Seaweed was draped over his shoulder, and fish were falling out his pockets. Sup, D-Dog. Where you been? Where'd you get that seaweed from? You ain't spending that prize money, right? What are you doing here, Brian? We got tired of waiting at that moon condo place. You know you got the lamest games on your phone, right? Why'd you blow us off, Dewey? We're gonna make a bankload of money. I didn't blow anyone off. Where's Mom? She in the kitchen, where you should be, Dewey. Dewey, while we were waiting for you, we got totally soaked in this gross storm. Brian saw it rain sharks with his own eyes. Yeah, brah. I thought prison was bad. What I saw out there, that changes a man. I'm gonna try and communicate my feelings more, Dewey. That seems crazy that the day you come back it rains sharks again, huh? Don't make it rain sharks. And other stuff, yo. I saw an undescribable creature fall from the sky, swallow it, bro, then make its way back into the sea. It looked like some kind of dinosaur with fins and a crazy smile. Completely undescribable. Brian, that was a shark. Sharks sort of look like dinosaurs. Don't tell me. Tell Dewey. Are you guys watching what's on the news? <gasps> Dewey, why are you so wet? You didn't go in the water, did you? No, I mean, uh, it wasn't salt water. It was some other water uh, that I found by accident. 
You can't pull the moss over my eyes, Dewey Charles Dorsalfine. I'm just the Yeti who raised you. We both know what happens when you go in the salt water. Does he get a rash? Mom, it's been a really crazy, stressful day. I don't want to talk about it, and I really don't want to argue with you in front of my girlfriend and her husband. Girlfriend? Oh, you mean Marcy. Well, dinner's ready. Good, because I'm hangry. Brian, Dewey, we're eating. The storm died down as our crew of misfits hungrily chowed down on Donna's delicious vegetarian meal. So delicious that Brian didn't even complain that there wasn't any meat, or make a joke about how he normally likes to eat the things that eat vegetables. He always made that joke. No one ever laughed. Thanks for dinner, Mom. Nice place you have here, Miss Dorsalfine. I'd never burn this down. Oh, thank you, Darren. Brian. Who? My name is Brian. Oh, okay, sorry, Kevin. No. Brian! You don't matter. Yo, what's going on here? Am I a ghost? Can nobody see me? So where's the award money, Dewey? Felt like you were trying to take the money and ditch us. It wasn't any money. The whole thing was a scam. Turns out nobody actually cares about my writing. Oh no, was I eaten by a shark? I'm totally a ghost. Is that why no one has responded to my text from Dewey's phone? Oh, Dewey, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sure your stories are readable. Thanks, Mom. So what are we eating exactly? It's a new recipe I've learned. Sous vide deer fern with a side of shaved bark from a red alder. And for dessert, Willamette Daisy Pie. I've been trying to only cook with plants native to the Oregon coast. Oh, these are plants? Do you have any real food to eat? Oh, uh, dear, I, I forgot you are one of those picky eaters. I guess I have bread. It's made out of Pacific coral root native to the Oregon coast. That reminds me. Someone suggested you aren't my real mother. Oh, gosh, did I never tell you that? Sorry, I guess I was too busy, you know, raising you by myself. I did the best I could. Wait, are you saying I was adopted? Is my mother really a glowing orb of pulsing energy? See, Ryan, I told you they were weird. You can see me? I'm alive. Sweetheart, let's not talk about Grendula in front of the muggles. You know her name? And it's true. Dewey, I didn't want to be the one to tell you that your father was also your brother and your mother mates with their offspring to continue the unbroken bloodline of the shark brotherhood. I still haven't gotten to the birds and the beast talk yet. What? That's what the light was trying to do to me in that cave? Oh, I'm going to be sick. Oh, you didn't walk into the light? That's not good, Dewey. You've put the entire sharkling order in danger. Don't sweat it, D-Dog. I just found out my mom was my cousin. It's not that weird. Besides, she's fine. Brian, you're not helping. Ew. You're just a normal shark man. Just like all the shark men born from Grendula for the last 10,000 years. It's your duty to maintain the balance between the sea, the land, and the moon. I don't want to hear any of this. Dewey, where are you going? Out, where people don't lie to me. <laughs> well, you ain't going to find that, dog. I did what I had to do to keep you safe, Dewey. So do you have a spare car battery? My kind have no use for automobiles. Dewey stormed out of the house he used to call home, feeling betrayed by the woman he thought was his mother and resentful of the destiny being forced upon him. Seeking to be alone, he found his feet carrying him to his old teenage stomping grounds, the old smokestack park in downtown Grimace. It was a tall concrete structure, reaching high in the sky like an outstretched arm grasping for the moon. It had long been abandoned, but the chain-link fence that enclosed it offered little resistance to the curious minds of teenagers and occasional loners. When Dewey came to his senses, he realized he wasn't alone. He could hear the scraping sounds of a shovel biting into the earth and the quiet murmur of boiling water on a cab stove. Nora, what are you doing? 
Jack, are you cooking? I'm making my famous lobster paella. And for dessert, it's Cheetos in a heavy cream reduction. Dewey, I'm so glad you're here. Remember how I told you I cracked the shark code? Well, after we talked, something hit me. I remember seeing some strange-looking grains on the page of a leather journal I had recently been given by my... benefactor. After closer inspection, I saw that grain had a unique structure, a structure that I had only ever seen at the base of this smokestack. Oh, more shark people stuff. Uh, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. I don't think so. The journal talks about the hidden whereabouts of a magical relic called the Shandarak. I'm hoping there is at least a clue that will lead me to Your amuse bouche is ready. Foie gras, figs, and apricot. Dewey, you're in luck. I had enough for you as well. Oh, wow! This is a flavor sensation in my mouth. Jack, what can't you do? Well, I can't make it rain sharks, Dewey. Jack, too soon. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it's fine. I'm used to it by now. Just don't ask me for a selfie. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely not doing that. I'm just going to put my phone away now. Are you wearing a Shark Rain Massacre t-shirt? Yeah, Jack's actually a big fan. He reads all of the fin fiction. Fin fiction? Hey, anybody else feeling like your soul's leaving your body right now? Not really. What's happening to your face? It's like you're turning into jelly. Oh, no. My body. All that time at the gym. Wasted. Oh, the abs. Oh, look at it. It's, it's jelly. Delicious looking jelly. Oh, God. I pleased it. Looks like we'll be having jelly for dessert. No, not again. <laughs> Quite diabolical, my moon lord. But why jelly? Why Jack? Because it's so good. But that's murder. Golly gee, easy. I thought you were a man of science. Oh, but I am mad science. Did you think that I would fund your whole shark code thingy for years, spying on you and biding my time, then not kill you when I got what I wanted? <laughs> tisk tisk. For a smarty pants, you sure are a pair of dim-witted jorts. Another wonderful double-cross, my moon master. You are quite talented at gaining someone's trust and then destroying it. Leave her alone! I'll deal with you in a minute, haircut. Now, what did Lopin say to Nora Ventura before sucking her soul? Stop this, Lopin! Silence! Now, so long! Master, Dewey just jumped in front of the Moonstone's energy blast. His body is absorbing all the moon energy. He's not turning into jelly. Ah, second time should finish him. My lord, it seems to have no effect. Salt water and seaweed, something must be interfering with the Moonstone's energy. Dewey, are you okay? I feel very... Supreme One, the boy's movements have become erratic. I'm not afraid of a sharkling. Have another one, haircut. Oh, Dewey's eyes have become totally black and the skies have turned blood red. Could this be the shark rain? Jasper, call the UFO and activate my jelly zombies. We're getting out of here. Right away, my moon mastermind. The UFO is on its way. If you survive this, Dewey, perhaps you'll be a worthy adversary after all. Quick, get in. to me. Your eyes are back to normal, mostly. Uh, 
must have been the fig fagua. There's no way I'm the shark man. Shark man? How do you know about that? Oh, my stomach hurts so much. I hope it's just gas. Come on, we should get out of here. Where are we going exactly? To the university. As Nora and Dewey retreated to the safety of Grimace State University, a large man wearing a Shark Rain Massacre t-shirt stumbled out of a storefront, holding a half-finished jar of jelly. When he caught sight of the pair, his eyes lit up and he lunged for Dewey's throat. Look out! Nora's whip lashed out at the man's open hand and sent him tumbling to the ground. More strangers shambled from open doorways and street corners with the same zombified look in their eyes all holding jars of soul-good jelly, a terrifying noise burbling from their throats. Where did that whip come from? What's wrong with these people? It came from a museum, and they look like zombies. Nora, behind you! Ah, let go of me! Hey, give me back my whip! No, they've got me too! Nora! Dewey, I wanted to tell you that I always- Leave us alone, shark! Ah, it's raining sharks! They're eating people that are holding me! Ah, they got blood on my nice tan leather coat! Dewey? You just picked up that man like he weighed nothing and threw him into a window! Dewey! What's happening to you? They will pay for making fun of me! I hate this! Quick, help me pick him up. We gotta get out of here. I only have one good arm. Excuse me? Who are you? If you want to find out how deep this shark code thing really goes, come with me. I generally don't get into vans that look that creepy. You got a better idea? Because I'm all ears, smarty pants. You know what? I'll get his legs. From the other side of the street, Dewey's boyhood friend watched as Grizz and Nora loaded Dewey's limp body into the back of a classic American minivan. Sam held up a frisbee and gazed at it with loving eyes. Looks like one of our friends is in trouble, Frisbee Frizz. Maybe I'll finally get to show the world just what I could do with you. Oh, gross. Why is there poop on you, Mr. Frizz? From their flying saucer, high over Grimace, Jasper and Lopan monitored the scene. Jasper, status update. Yes, my moon master. The Sharkling and Nora just loaded Dewey into an old van. Then my old co-worker from the general store followed them on his bike. Sharklings. So predictable. Hello, it's me. Who do you think it is? Tupac Shakur? <laughs> no, stop apologizing. Listen, they're heading to you now. Everything is going according to plan. Not even you could screw this up. All right. I love you too, Schmooches. That guy is so annoying. Jasper, open the moon window. I need a moment with the great cosmic moon. Yes, exalted will. Unbridled moonlight spilled upon Lopan's pale lilac skin as the mechanical roof of his flying saucer opened. His smile stretched ear to ear, bathing in the light of his god and lover, the moon. Mm, now that's a moon roof. We are just two pearls and an oyster, aren't we, my beautiful moon? A pair of luminous sea unicorns floating through the deep. 
imprisoned by this hideous germ-ridden planet. Well, not for long. Our life's work is almost complete. <laughs> Master, can I close the roof now? I'm getting cold. No, leave it open. This podcast was produced by the Brotherhood of the Shark. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.